Chicago, where the fire serve cold, but the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow. The bulls keep it running, the Sox run the south, the Cubs run the north, but the Bears run the house. Two Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street. Any team make a move, and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E Rock and Big Z. Welcome, 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 welcome to Chicago. Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with your hosts, E-Rock and Big Z. Episode 39 is brought to you by 606 Media, Chicago's True Chicago Sports Fans and Great Clothing Company. How did I forget that one? <laughs> Don't forget to check out GritClothingCo.com and use our promo code TRUEFAN15. For 15% off your entire order. That is TrueFan15 for 15% off your entire order. As always, I'm Big Z and I'm here with my boy E-Rock. What up, E? What's good, Z? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome in. If you're a first-timer or a long-timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us a review and hopefully five stars on your listening app of choice. Don't forget, you can support the show at anchor.fm slash true Chicago sports fans slash support. Z, what's up, man? How was your week? How was Easter? Dude, Easter was phenomenal, man. How was yours? It was great, man. I got a brand new grill for my birthday. I spent uh, the weekend putting that together. Took the kids to a trampoline park. You know, you, you said girl, right? Grill, grill, grill. Oh, okay. Grill. That's why I, it's a I was like, whoa, barbecue we're a little progressive here. Uh-uh. Nah, man. So <laughs> put, put that sucker together. Uh, it's got like glow in the dark buttons on it. Stuff, so we had a little, a little good time on Saturday and then uh, Easter Sunday, you know, do the family Fancy. thing. And, Fancy. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, for me, this is the best time of the year, brother, because you know what? The NCAA tournament is wrapping up. That's right. That that means exciting games. Mm-hmm. We got the start of baseball. I mean, we've been waiting for this forever. Yep. Basketball and hockey teams are making their final push for the playoffs, and the NFL teams are getting ready for the draft. This is Christmas all over. Yeah, it is. I mean, this this right here, and I would say like October, are like probably my favorite time of the sports calendar, just because every uh, there's always news about every single uh, uh, league, every tournament, everything. But but listen, I got a crazy thing to mention. We're talking about like the time of year. It, it's kind of crazy in my eyes. Okay. Globe Life Field is packed, absolutely packed. For the Rangers home opener. It's a full first full capacity sporting event in the US in over a year. They had thirty-eight thousand two hundred and thirty-eight people in attendance over at Globe Live Field in Texas. For the love of God! I mean, we don't get political here, we don't get religious here, just, but I'm just gonna say this. This is very socially irresponsible. Mm-hmm. This, this, this ain't is even putting about the wagon politics. before the horse. No, I'm just saying this is the wagon <laughs> putting putting the wagon before the you get yeah. the horse, man. And that's how I feel about that. I mean, I think it's stupid. I think baseball should have put their foot down and say, you know, you can't do this. You should follow the national protocols. But and well, it's Texas. That's state by state. You know what I mean? And from yeah. what I remember, they were going to have full capacity today on opening day for them. And then they want to go back to socially distance, distancing. But at that point, what's the point? I mean, what's the point? You already you already infected people. It's Texas. And, uh, it's you know, Texas. At, look, MLB already put their foot down by moving the, the all-star game out of Georgia because of what they're doing with the voting rights. So, hey, that is a great move. And guess what? We got a chance of uh, hosting it. It can be mm-hmm. either on the north side or on the south side. Yeah. Either way, I would be happy. Absolutely. So check it out. Today, we're going to discuss what Ryan Pace said about his newly acquired quarterback. The Bulls finally snapped their losing streak. 
with an Easter win over the Nets. The Blackhawks making some moves and, of course, the start of Chicago baseball on both sides of town in our three up and three down segment. Let's go, baby. Yeah. This is The Loop, our Chicago sports roundup where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. So E. Any Bears news? First of all, we have some NFL news. <laughs> the oh, the owners voted to expand the regular season schedule from 16 to 17 games beginning this season. The agreement also reduces the number of preseason games from four to three. This marks the first time the NFL schedule has changed since 1978 when it was increased from 14 to 16 games. Uh, uh. The what players do you think? are not going to be happy about this, but guess what? They voted on it. So, uh, yeah, the uh, NFL commissioner Roger Goodell yeah. uh, came out and said this is a mo- monumental movement in NFL history. The CBA with the players and the recently completed media agreements provide the foundation for us to enhance the quality of the NFL experience for our fans. And one of the benefits of each team playing 17 regular season games is the ability for us to continue to grow our game around the world. Um, I believe there's something in there where every eight years, every team is going to go to England at least once. So I think that's that's the idea there. By having the extra game, you you have more that's games okay, to play with. That's okay, but they still they, they still need to fix that that whole playing on Thursday, you know, play Sunday and then play Thursday. That that thing's got to be fixed. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's, that, that's horrible. Yeah, and that needs to be the bye week. I don't know if they're adding a second bye week. I haven't actually seen that they're news. Not. They're not. Um. So that's yeah. In my opinion, you definitely need that extra bye week. I think it's a waste of time, but we'll see. I think the injury is going to pile up, and we've already heard from players that they don't like it. No, no one's going to be opposed if you move to Super Bowl three weeks. Right. Yeah, you're, you're still going to watch it. And by then, it's going to be in a warm weather city anyway. So you're going to deal with whatever yeah. weather's going on uh, in the playoffs. And then you're going to go to your warm weather city or your dome city and, and play your uh, Super Bowl there anyway. So I don't, know, I don't understand what the difference is. Well, if they move it three weeks, that's usually around the all-star break for the NBA. That's mm-hmm. probably the issue. All right, what else is going on? Well, the funny thing is, is that there was one owner that decided they did not <laughs> want the 17-game schedule. Chicago Bears chairman George McCaskey, he was the only oh. owner in the league that voted curious against George. the 17 games. Uh, the Bears George. will travel to Las Vegas to play the Raiders for game 17. Well, at least that'll be a good game. Yeah, I mean, and it's a good time of year to travel to Las Vegas, too. <laughs> sure is. Unfortunately, the Bears do have a very distinct honor if you want to call it that the chicago bears have finished pro football's 16 game era which is 42 years to be exact from 1978 to 2020 they finished that 42 year period without one single season 4,000 yard passer we're number one awesome thank you (laughs) so much i think the jets were on that list to some capacity but by default they did have a 4,000 yard passer on their roster Mm -hmm. and blah 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 um, the Bears GM Ryan Pace actually had some high praise for the brand new Bears quarterback Andy Dalton. He said the things we like as you look at it, obviously his experience. He's a nine-year starter. He's been to three Pro Bowls. A lot of leadership with Andy Dalton. His decision making. He's won a lot of games in this league, and he's been a durable player too. I think that's something understated. And I think 
really Andy fits our style of offense. When you go through with our scouts and our coaches, he can handle the drop back game. He can handle the RPOs, the play actions, the movements. And we just felt as we went through those free agent quarterbacks, he's he's one of the more complete quarterbacks that we evaluated in free agency. And we're excited to have him. Um, yeah, all I heard was blah, 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 blah. Because that dude's just a Muppet to me now. Who? Uh, both Nagy and, and Pace. If you uh, here's here's what you're looking at. Who else in free agency? Because they had to bring a free agent, and no matter what you did, who else in free agency is better than Dalton? Good answer. Yeah, good answer. Right. That's my <laughs> that's my point. So you you you're going with Dalton. He was a one year off of starting for a long time with the uh, with the Bengals. Had some good players there. He he did very well with AJ Green. So. Now that you have uh, Dalton in the mix, you you have Mooney, you have uh, Robinson is coming back, Montgomery, Cole Komet. Let's see if he can, you know, actually throw to the weapons that that we're having here, and and hopefully they can draft and develop a quarterback, and Andy Dalton can be part of that process. Well, at least one of us is going to be an optimist here. I mean, hey, but <laughs> there was something very interesting that came out. Uh-huh. Um, the Bears have a brand new pay call play caller. And it's our very own Matt Nagy. The latest oh show is over. Um, so, yeah, it looks like Nagy's going to be providing the red rifle with the proverbial bullets for the foreseeable future. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. This is, this is going to be a huge, huge mistake again. I don't think so. I, I mean, I, I, I think what this is. So Eric Lambert, I think he's from Sports Mockery. He was on Twitter and... He said that the fact that Nagy decided to resume play calling is a clear message that he always felt it was Trubisky who was the problem. There was other quarterbacks in there, and and it was the same thing, same same mm. same product. With Nagy, absolutely not. He only he had uh, the two backups. Foles? But, yeah, he had. Well, had they're back. They're backups, but the backups are pretty much like the coach. They know the playbook inside well, and out, right? Well, what I'm saying is that Trubisky has started with three years with Nagy. Is is where you're. Obviously, he didn't like him. That's just what it is. And I and I've been saying it over and over. Yeah, we Nagy knew that. said he knew didn't that. like. You know, he basically came out and says, "Hey, I don't like that guy." Anyway, yeah, this yeah. is going to be an interesting draft. There's a lot of movement going on. Um, we'll, we'll see if the Bears can be able to get actually a quarterback who's going to make a difference in this draft. Yeah, hopefully they can move up and draft a quarterback uh, in the top ten. We'll see, they, man. They're gonna, yeah, they're gonna make some moves. All right, man. Tell me what's going on at the Madhouse on Madison with the Blackhawks. Oh, man, tons of stuff, man. The Blackhawks traded forward Brad Morrison to the Panthers to reacquire 2012 Hawk draft pick Vinny. Oh, crap. Hino Stroza. Hino Stroza. Hino Stroza was originally drafted by Blackhawks in the sixth round of the 2020 uh, NHL draft. In parts of three seasons with the Blackhawks in the Bartlett, Illinois native, tallied 13 goals and 26 assists in 106 games with the team. After leaving Chicago, Vinny found his stride, having his best career season in Arizona in 2018-2019 with the Coyotes. Hino Stroza played 72 games, scored 16 goals, and added 23 assists, which were all career best. Yeah, I mean, he was he was decent with uh, with the Blackhawks when he first came up. He got uh, switched over to the uh, the Coyotes, and, you know, he played pretty well. Um, he's a veteran. He's another another veteran. He's uh, another guy. Forward. The Hawks yeah. love bringing back guys that were on their squad like five, six years ago. I don't know if they're trying to bring back some magic or whatever is going on there. But they, well, they're they trying really to bring veterans that. because they they want veterans on all the lines that right. are aggressive and able to score. Uh, and that's kind of been their issue that they know their defense isn't that great, so they they know they got to put up points. 
Exactly. All right. Yeah, the Hawks will now face the Stars this week and the Blue Jackets. I hate Ohio. <laughs> uh, this week, <laughs> after falling to the Predators and the Hurricanes. I mean, the Predators and Hurricanes is, are always, you know, uh, tough teams to play against. So Yeah, I mean, they're, they're in a tough part of the schedule because um, we, we talked about it before. The way that, that they had to set the schedule due to COVID, they kind of got lopped together where they're playing the same team a bunch of times. And unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> it was when they were playing the Preds. Yeah. All right, man, what's going on on the other side of the building with the Chicago Bulls? Just like you alluded to earlier in the beginning of the show, the Bulls gave everybody an Easter present. Mm -hmm. They they didn't lay an egg this time. How about that? They have risen. (laughs) They have risen. (laughs) Uh, The the Chicago Bulls' Nikolai Vucevic had a strong showing in his first game at the UC with 22 points, 13 rebounds, while Zach the Man Levine led the team in scoring with 25. Mm-hmm. Sadaransky boosted with the assist total with 11. I, he played very well. He mm-hmm. played very well. Um, and then he also he had some scoring. Thaddeus Young added 12 points. Man, that dude is Mr. Consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Pat Will, DePaul, had 11 points. And Daniel Tice. Yeah. The Tice, man. Yeah. He got 10 points, too. I like the way that kid plays, man. Um, there's going to be, obviously, a learning curve. I mean, they lost six straight, but... It'll take some time. And the, but, the, the but thing in the is middle, that, yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, is that look at the teams they're playing with, playing against when they're losing these games. You know what I mean? They're, oh yeah, you know they were playing the West, right? So I mean, they're going out there, they're getting their butts kicked all over the place. We we weren't expecting them, especially when you add that many pieces to your team that quickly. We weren't expecting them to go out and be world beaters. But no. I think um, uh, Vuk has been uh, playing really well. I think Zach Levine is is boosted up because now he feels like he has a legitimate player to play with which I don't yeah. think he's had in his career, really. No, um, and the thing is that Zach's been playing hurt with that, that bum ankle. Right, right. And, so his coin has been down. Because he wants, to, he wants to be in there. Yeah. Uh, Sadoransky coming over and, and playing starting PG has been uh, really good for, I think, even for Kobe White because now you got to look at that that uh, unit they have coming off the bench. I mean, that's a strong unit. When you got Larry Markinen coming off the bench. Who? Larry? Yeah. Larry. 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 Larry! 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 You ain't been watching Larry, man, because he's popping that outside <laughs> shot. And to have him, who who realistically is going to develop into a, a NBA starter, he wasn't NBA starter before um, before Vucevic came over, you know? So having a guy like that, being able to come off the bench, having Kobe White, who has a lot of potential coming off the bench, your second unit is strong. So I'm glad to see, you know, these guys getting in. Danny Tice coming over from Boston. I mean, he's a monster, bro. He just looks mean as hell. He he blocked Rudy Gobert the other day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, these guys are, are actually playing very well. I'm really happy for this unit that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Larry is going to be starting for a different team at the beginning of next year. So, oh, that's it that. But he can start for another team next year. That's all well and good. But my point is, is that realistically, he is a great player to have coming off the bench. Because mm-hmm. if you're saying that he's going to be a starter next year, that means he's a starter this year, okay? So, mm-hmm. but your problem is, is that in the NBA, you're so top heavy with superstars that he's going to have to go to another developing team. It's not like the Lakers are going to start him because look who they have ahead of him. That's the problem right. with what he brings to the table. But he can definitely shoot, and he can, and if he has some confidence, I mean, I, I equate him as a Mitch, a young guy drafted early. If you get him some confidence, I think he can really do a good job in the NBA. Awesome, awesome. All right, we'll be right back with three up and three down. 
2021 baseball is back, baby. <laughs> we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Our favorite time of the year is back, brother. Baseball season is here. This is three up and three down. I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three strikes. Z, what's going on on the south side? South side. White Sox news, baby. Anderson made an early exit from Sunday's game against the Los Angeles Angels, removed in the first inning with a hamstring tightness after he pulled up and looked like to be in some pain while running the first. Based on a uh, game opening ground, so he pretty much he grounded the first and he, he pulled mm. his hammy. Uh, right, and, and it, right it was, the beginning of the game. Right, and it was precautionary. We just took him out. White Sox uh, manager Tony Larusa said if Anderson, uh, if he was ready to play on Thursday for the home opener, he would be very happy. But right now, doesn't sound as Anderson will play uh, during the Seattle series, and they're waiting for MRI results. So pretty much, you know, they, they're going to do an MRI, see what happens, test him out, and hopefully he plays for the home opener. I mean, the thing is, is that we talked about before with with the hamstring, man. That's something that can bother you all, all year long. Year. All year, so bro. Hopefully, that's not that's not the uh, not the case. The case yeah. here, especially being a shortstop, you're you're right in your body all over. Who, you're, you're, it, those muscle twitches are so important for that position. Yep. All right. Point number two. Good news for Yermin Mercedes. See, I can do that mm -hmm. one. I can do that one just mm -hmm. fine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he went eight for eight with a home run playing DH for the White Sox. So there I guess go. they found their DH. Uh, Sox mm -hmm. are 14 and 0 versus lefties. So okay. we're recording on Monday and they're playing the lefty. Uh, le Seattle's got a lefty pitch. I'm all jumbled up now after being, uh -huh. after boasting that I knew you, you, it was my service. Yeah, you got off a clamped. Yermin Mercedes wins player of the week in the AL. I mean, it was a weekend already. Uh -huh. Hey, we'll, we'll take it. We'll take it. Uh, Might have won player of the month at this point already. I mean, uh -huh. all right. What, what did down. you think? What did you think? I mean, it was dope. I can't lie. I mean, I, I didn't get to see a lot of it because we were running around. But I mean, it was cool to sell. I didn't. I didn't even understand the eight for eight at first because I saw it. I thought it was five for five. I didn't even realize he came back the next day and got three, three for three. So, congrats to him. Uh, you know, he's a rookie young kid. So, you know, good for him, man. Yeah, he's a kid that that stuck around, bounced around a little bit, and uh, mm -hmm. he was in the minor leagues for a while, and he was just raking, hitting over three hundred in the minor leagues, and he had. Hey, he's not a big dude either. Oh, well, he's a big dude. Well, he's wide, but he ain't tall. <laughs> he's a very Pond, uh, Pablo Sandoval kind of looking dude. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, Eric Hosmer wins it for the NL uh, in San Diego Padres. I mean, surprise there, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll, let's go to the bad news, right? Oh, man. Mm -hmm. I, I know where you're going to go with this once I say stuff. I Bad know. news. Offense sucks, man. All this talk <laughs> about this damn team and all these people that can hit, right? And they just sucked over the weekend. Besides Mercedes and Robert, uh, no one's hitting. They were 0 for 19 with men in scoring position. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
the defense was very Benny Hill like uh-huh. on both teams. <laughs> if you don't know who Benny Hill is, Google it. Here's the thing though. I mean, like, you know, we are a very Latin oriented show. Did they think this was soccer, bro? What's going on? They're booting the ball all over the place. What's <laughs> oh, up, man? <laughs> hey, the, hey, the Angels gave us three runs that way. Yeah, all right. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, the pitching was so so for the White Sox. The starting pitching okay. was decent. You know, the guys went into the fifth and sixth inning. Um, I think, you know, some of the pitchers were pulled a little bit early, but, you know, I, I, I can see it. It's the beginning of the year. There's no need to push these guys, anyways. Right. The bullpen did struggle, though. Giving up, you know, they gave up the, the walk off uh, on Sunday night and then gave up, you know, a couple of runs in the lead. It, I, it, I don't know if it's the bullpen or is it LaRusso not managing the bullpen the way he's supposed to because he's not familiar with the guys and what they're able to do. Here, here's a thought, though. You think mm-hmm. it could be nerves? Yeah, because I mean, I mean, for, for the past, uh, for the past like two years, the whole world in MLB been gassing these guys up. Yeah, you know, and most of these guys remember they're still rookies. Now you lost Eloy, so I mean, you know, I, this I, I, I'll tell you this though, there was mm-hmm. a very enjoyable moment for me that oh, came out of all I this. I knew this was coming. Okay. I didn't even so, I knew it was coming though. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Robert. And Tim Anderson see a ball go up. Yeah, it's a pop and they don't, fly. Short and pop they don't fly. know they don't know where the ball gonna go down. So Tim Anderson starts going out. Robert's coming in. Tim Anderson peels off. Robert gets hit in the head right in the White Sox logo. He missed. Does not ball catch entire, the ball. Yeah, he missed it entirely. Entirely. And my favorite part about all this <laughs> is that when someone put the video on Twitter, Jose Canseco, who famously took a ball off the dome and bounced into the stands for a home run. Yeah. Jose Canseco just simply said, well done. (laughs) (laughs) That was my favorite, favorite moment of all of that. I got to give you a hard time because I feel like later on, I feel like later on the the Sox are going to be beaten up on us. So, I mean, you know, what's funny is that, you know, us being a little older and and our listeners are pretty much in our demographic, you know, the 20, the right. 24 to the 49 demographic. You remember this week in baseball, right? They that show on Saturday afternoon mornings, yes. afternoons, right? Yeah. And they would roast players for making dumb moves. Yeah. Yep. The not so plays, whatever. This would be number the, one on that list. The not top ten. The not top ten. On, on right. Sports Center. Oh my God. Oh, I love man. it. All right, man. What's going up on the north side? North side, dude. There's been a lot of stuff that's been going on. Uh, former. Uh, former four-time All-Star shortstop Francisco Lindor, who the Cubs uh, beat to win the World Series a couple years ago, him and the Indians. Um, so he agreed to a 10-year contract extension that could be worth up to $341 million with the New York Mets. Lindor and right-handed pitcher Carlos Carrasco joined the Mets via a trade with, Cleveland, with the Cleveland Indians on January 7th. Um, so this brings us to what's going on with Javi Baez's contract. So he came out mm-hmm. and he says, hey, about Lindor's contract, it helps everyone. He opens the door for a lot of people. Baez said his agent and the Cubs are talking, but nothing more than that right now. All so, right. so, so, so let, me, let me put my two cents in because I, I did follow this. Let's, let's be honest. Lindor is the better shortstop offensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensively, I think Lindor right now is, is, is just a little ahead of him. But Javi really, was, I oh yeah, I still think we could pull up the numbers. I'm they're very close, but I still think Lindor's a little bit better. Javi's got the swag. Javi's got the tag without looking. Yeah, he's got that. 
but I still think Lindor is a better shortstop right now. And I don't think that Javi's going to get that type of contract. He might not get the 10-year contract, but I think he's going to – I think he might not get that contract from the Cubs, put it that way. Because I do think that there's some team out there that with deep pockets that'd be willing to pay him. You're not going to tell me that, that, the, uh, um, that the Yankees wouldn't try to find a way to get him down there. You know what I mean? Oh, yes, that, that's what I'm saying. The Dodgers are even paid for him. Right. So that's the thing is that you might we might say the Cubs might not be giving him a contract like that. But the, I feel like there's definitely teams in Major League Baseball that would kill to get their hands on Javier Baez. I mean, I think the Cubs would do what they'll probably kick the can down the road and say, he, you know, here's a two year deal. And I don't know about that. Max him out. You don't think so? Two for only two years. He's going to they have to give him at least five to seven years if they're going to give him anything. Because mm-hmm. two years is a slap in the face. I mean, not if they give him, you know bang for the buck yeah no that's no. that's too short of a contract for a guy that's that young that he, he would be insulted with that right, uh, that's other, what i think what else what else happened on north side i mean you guys so, did take two of three from the pirates i mean that's yeah. right i mean, I mean how here's the thing not? brand new chicago cubs zach davies he came over uh from the padres in the u divers deal right. he looked pretty decent in his cubs debut he finished with five strikeouts and five and two-thirds inning and held the pirates to a one for 18 showing before his final four batters. So he actually played pretty good. Um, Cubs did take two of three. Uh, The pitching has been decent. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, Chris Bryant looks pretty good with uh, three walks, three hits, and one of his hits already being a home run. So, I mean, hey, hey, you know, this is what we think about Chris Bryant when he's healthy. This is exactly what you said. Um, A couple of strikeouts. This is normal. Three runs, three three hits, two ribs, and uh, three walks. So, I mean, this is the Bryant that we want to see for a whole season, not just for, you know, a couple of cold weather games against the uh, the Pirates in the beginning of the season. Yeah, and, and that's what I was going to go to. I'm like, you know, people are criticizing, like, oh, the Cubs suck. They lost to the Pirates. How can they lose? So I'm like, you know what? You ever played in 30-degree weather with, you know, a 10-degree wind chill? It sucks. I do not want to be out there, especially when I was coaching or playing. No way. So I'm pretty sure these guys did not want to be out there, and that's why he batted 167 in that game. Well, if we're speaking about um, Cubs offense, like we said, we're recording on Monday night. It is the bottom of the fourth, and the Cubs are playing the Milwaukee Brewers. And I've been glancing back and forth, but I'm pretty sure that's three back-to-back home runs with Contreras, Rizzo, and Javi Baez just sitting his first home run of the season. No way. So they're, they're out there, and that's with two outs. So they're out there jumping on the uh, the Brewers Brooklyn. this early in the season. Hey, I'm all for it, baby. Maybe they're um, drinking some brews. Yeah, hey, I already started, man. Uh, me too. <laughs> Arietta came over after a couple of years gone. One of the uh, integral pieces of the 2016 Cubs went over to the Phillies, had a couple of injury play seasons. Well, he's back, and he looks like the Arietta of old. He had six strong innings, but unfortunately, Kyle Hendricks did not do well on opening day, and he was pulled after only a few innings. But look, Arietta looked pretty good in the first his first start of the season. He's the kind of guy that's going to have to, and he should be able to reinvent himself uh, similarly like he did when he came to the north side the first time because he was a totally different pitcher before he came to the Cubs and after he came to the Cubs and uh, found his groove. I mean, he was a totally different guy. He's going to have to change that again to deal with a lower velocity. He's going to have to be a more tricky pitcher than just a, just a brute force out there. He's got to go reach out to uh, Greg Maddox. Yeah. You, you or, or Kyle Hendricks. Okay, well, well, I mean, or, Kyle Hendricks is good. Yeah, I mean, but Kyle, Kyle Hendricks is that kind of guy. Yeah, he is that kind of guy. Where he doesn't have the velocity, and you just you know he's pinpoint when when he's on. Uh, right. But you know, obviously, again, 
and I'm not putting excuses, but playing in the cold, it makes it hard for, as a pitcher to grip the ball, especially if you're if your job your job is a pinpoint and hit corners. You can't get your your grip on your curveball, your slider, and your fastball. So, um, yeah, I, so I really think Arietta again was a I good. Wanna, I want to give you. I want to give you a quick update. Uh, David Bodie just hit a home run, so that's four in a row. Is that four in a row? That's four in a row. I'm pretty sure. I, it's at least three, but I'm pretty sure that that Contreras home run kicked us all off with two outs again. <laughs> well, our listeners will be happy about that. Uh, yeah. You have another pitcher to turn back the clock. Look, man, my guy, Beardy McGee, Craig Kimbrough, <laughs> he jumped back into that time machine. He's already got a save. He's had five strikeouts on the season and two innings pitch. It sounds like he's back. This is a very uh, similar stat line to what we saw when he was really good with Boston. Um, and I hope that he can continue. He's only 32. So, I mean, you know, he, he I think he can definitely capture some magic. And one last note, the Cubs acquired right-handed pitcher Darius Valdez from the Padres for James Norwood. Valdez is a big kid. He's 6'8", 254, oh, and he's only 25. So this is his first year in the bigs. <laughs> what did they feed that kid? Yeah, everything, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that, that looks like a good addition for you guys. I mean, uh, uh, Norwood needed to change the scenery. Mm-hmm. And then that's what, you know, that's what everybody's been saying. He just needed to change the scenery. And, uh, and Valdez, again, uh, he was in the Padres organization. So, you know uh, uh, that you're probably getting a good kid. He may be a project because of his height and weight. Uh, but well, again, he's the, only 25. I don't that's know what the thing is that. Like. The, the Padres, yeah, I mean, I, I searched, you know, uh, far and wide, and I couldn't find yeah, I anything. anything. The, the yeah. most I found was his height and weight, so yeah. and his age. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, you look at the position that the Padres is in and look at the position the Cubs are in, the Padres have way more use for a guy like uh, James Norwood, who they don't have to rely on as much, who has a much better bullpen, and right. uh, he's not going to have to carry, uh, you know, a pen and be one of the better players. Hopefully, Kimbrel is by far the better player um, as far as uh, bullpen. But, you know, my, my, guy, my guy Jeffress is still out there, I'm pretty sure, too. So I wouldn't mind seeing him come back any. Yeah, I mean, uh, and I know everybody was hating yesterday because of uh, no one likes Alex Rodriguez on the call. They think he's a good analyst, but when Ooh. it comes to calling the game, he's brutal. And yeah, I agree. I'm with that, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as, like, getting information, being in a booth, I, I mean, in the studio, you're fine. You want to break the game before and half to after? I'm good with that. During he the game, he can't be boring. the only guy in there. Yeah, they oh, need. No, no, yeah, they, they need. If if you got a bad, you need a three man booth. He and can't you know be in there alone. You know why? Because you guys stole one of the guys out of the booth. Oh well. Oh you got, well. You got one of the best in your booth right now. So. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. I mean, and it's on, and it's is during the second year of the Marquee Network, which is a home run for them. Mm-hmm. You know, this is really when they're getting Marquee Network ramped up. You got a full 162 season. You got rights for every single game. You got one of the best announcers of baseball. Hey, you know, it's at, at least they're doing the most to make it as entertaining as possible for the fans. Yeah. So my point was, uh, he actually made a good point that when he faced taller pitchers. Guys mm-hmm. that were six five, six six, and above. So like Chris Young, Randy Johnson. Yes, right. During his time, he batted one eighty eight or something like that. What was like mm. one for thirteen or whatever the stat was, and he was saying that the pitchers hold the ball longer because yep. of the, they're being so lanky and because so their arm is literally yes. closer to the plate. That too, and the ball just it, the reaction time yep. is a lot slower for for the batter. So. This is a great pickup for you guys and a great project. And if you guys can develop him to be like a setup man, 
mm-hmm. watch out. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what his throwing velocity is, but I mean, you got to remember a guy like uh, Aroldis Chapman is a tall guy too, and mm-hmm. he's got a whip for an arm. So you get oh, a yeah. tall guy that can whip it. I mean, that could be your closer for the next few years. We got to see what's going to happen though. Yeah, and whip it good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, let's take a pause for the cause and hear a quick word from our friends at Grit Clothing Company. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh gear from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create simple, classic clothing that represents their Southside Chicago lifestyle. With products like hats, t-shirts, hoodies, and glassware, Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. Check out GritClothingCo.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% of your entire order. That's GritClothingCo.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah! It's that time again, brother. You know what time oh, it is. Oh, boy. Yeah, buddy. It's time for stirring the pot. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was thinking about since theaters are opening up again. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, you go and you get your nachos and you get your drink, whatever it is. If you want to get an adult beverage, you can do that now at theaters. You want to mm-hmm. get your soda pop. Uh, but you get <laughs> popcorn, right? And sure. somebody put me on this years and years ago. To put something in your popcorn. You about to say something gross. And, uh, bro, it better not be a hole in the bottom of that bucket of popcorn. No, 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 no. (laughs) It's not that type of show, bro. Not that type of show. (laughs) I think that would burn with all the butter. (laughs) 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 No, man. Would you put peanut M&M's or Reese's Pieces in your popcorn? Okay. I've heard of this recently, actually. Oh, look at that. Um, putting chocolate in the popcorn because yeah. it's going to melt it in there. Look, I might try it, but it doesn't sound like something that I want to do. Because <laughs> I feel like I'm just going to be like, mm, popcorn, oh, look, a whole fistful of chocolate. It's all <laughs> no, melted. No, now I'm in the middle of the theater <laughs> with a whole big chocolate hand, and it's in the dark. And now I got to wander out in the lobby and explain why my hand is full of brown melted goo and the usher could have kicked me out and I won't even get to see the end of the movie so my vote is no <laughs> oh man oh, no it doesn't melt that the popcorn's not that hot man you know that for that fact. butter you just said would burn you so what do you think that's gonna do the to butter's all the way at the bottom man <laughs> <laughs> oh man no, all right, so so which one would you do? Would, would you try the Reese's Pieces, which I think would melt a little faster because they're just candy-coated uh, pieces of peanut butter, so or would you go with the, with the M&M's, the peanut M&M's? I mean, I, I, w- I would say probably the... Um, I'll probably go with the Reese's Pieces. Oh, you got to go with the peanut M&M's, man. I just feel like like when I'm eating popcorn, like it's just crunch, crunch, and all of a sudden you get a big old peanut, like random as shit. Well, it's <laughs> like Cracker Jacks. like Cracker Jacks. Come on. Yeah, but when's the last time you had Cracker Jack? I don't know. Right, it's, exactly. It's, 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 it's baseball season, so I just thought about Cracker Jacks, and I was like, uh-huh. what's in there, and then relate it. So. Um, well, once again, you're wrong. Once again, you're wrong. <laughs> all right, man. Before we go, yes, sir. I got to ask you. Uh-huh. What you looking at? What are you watching that isn't sports? Well, it is sports related because it is sports entertainment. Uh huh. This is 
WrestleMania season. This is, I'm telling you, this is my favorite time of year. Every sport's mm -hmm. going on, and this is the Super Bowl of wrestling. WrestleMania it's a, 37. It's two days this week, this time, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, it was like last year was two days, and they taped it, they pre-taped it. This year, it is we're going to be with fans, and they moved the venue from, I believe, Los Angeles, where they would not be able to have it, to Tampa Bay, and they're building mm -hmm. a set there, and they're going to have fans, limited fans. But again, two days, one day for SmackDown, one day for Raw. But this is the, the next five, six, seven days, next week, pretty much starting today because today's Raw. Mm -hmm. And then tomorrow is NXT and then so forth and so forth. So you have a whole week of buildup to finish off what you think is going to happen. Then you have your two days of WrestleMania. You also have your Hall of Fame. You know, I mean, you know, Kane and RVD are, are headlining right. the Hall of Fame. And you know those guys. You know, yeah, you, absolutely. You watched the Attitude Era. Rob, Rob Van Dam. That's yeah, right. man, I mean, I love Rob Van Dam. He was cool. He was um, cool. But yeah, I mean, WrestleMania, this is, like you said, it's the Super Bowl of, of, uh, of wrestling i mean yeah. this is you know you think about like andre the giant yes. and and hulk hogan and like just the, the most amazing like it's i don't watch a ton of wrestling i watch when the big events come on and we just talked more. about this yeah. wrestlemania um summer slam royal rumble those survivor the bigger series, events yes. survivor series yep. so that's when we'll get together and we'll sit around and we'll watch wrestling and even if you don't know what's really going on i mean it's just fun to watch these you know behemoths just beating the crap out of each other even if you think it's scripted or not real or whatever it's still fun it's it's I just mean, scripted it's real i mean these guys do get beat up it, it's pretty brutal. Uh -huh. but your boy is actually gonna have a match really bad bunny baby oh <laughs> uh, uh, here i come here i go have, a you, uh, have you seen my chair <laughs> yeah he's gonna try to smack somebody with it yeah, yeah so yeah. some uh, three day old like <laughs> yeah he's gonna eat some acapulis and beef up and some bongo and salchichong. He's gonna have all that. Um, oh, yeah, he, uh, he's actually fighting the Miz, and I know he knows who the Miz is too. Uh huh. Uh, so I haven't watched. Uh, obviously, we're, we're, we're recording while Raw's going on. But last week, they had a confrontation, and Bad Bunny literally took a shot at the Miz at the face, close fist and all. He actually really? got him. He got him good. Okay, Bob Bunny got That's some moves. Bunny. Yeah, yeah. I don't, oh I don't think God. he was aware that he's supposed to open his hand. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe he just really doesn't like the Miz like most people. <laughs> if that's the case, the Miz is doing his job, brother. Oh man! All right, let me tell you about what I was yes, watching. What Actually, watching? if if you're not familiar with this, this is a great movie. It came out on Netflix uh, last year. It's called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Um, Chadwick Boseman just posthumously won the Screen Actors Guild Award for Outstanding Performance by a Male Actor in a Leading Role in a Motion Picture. Uh, he also won the Golden Globe for Best Actor for his role. Uh, and also Viola Davis won Outstanding Performance by a Female Actor in a Leading wow. Role in a Motion Picture. So, I mean, this is an amazing story. This is uh, got Chicago ties. If you're not familiar with, with the, uh, uh, the synopsis of the movie, they describe it as tensions rise when trailblazing blues singer Ma Rainey and her band gather at a recording studio in Chicago in 1927. Um, I mean, this I'm is it's a it's a great, great movie. If you haven't done so, do yourself a favor. Uh, go on Netflix. Look for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. You won't be disappointed. Um, that That's that's what I've been watching for, man. Oh, man, I, I'm excited to go watch it. Yeah, I mean it's 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 just one of those where I, I I could watch it over and over again, you know what I mean? So okay. I'm just right. I'm just glad 
I'm just glad that that uh, that Chadwick is getting all his flowers. You know, unfortunately, he passed away, but you know, I'm glad he's still getting recognized for what he's been doing, man. I mean, the kid didn't make a bad movie, man. No, no, no. He played Jackie like Robinson. He was, yeah. you know, uh, uh, no, he played Giants, Giants of the game. I mean, he was Black Panther. Yeah, he was Black Panther too. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. So I played. Um, James Brown too, James man. James Brown. Hey. Yeah, that's a yeah. <laughs> too hot for the hot tub. Oh, wrong guy, wrong guy. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get out of here. I'm getting silly. All right, y'all. That is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. A big thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, and Grit Clothing Company. Uh, don't forget to check out gritclothingco.com and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Shout out to Rodesh and shout out to our super producer, Jay Soto. Want to start a podcast or have your show sound as clean as ours? You can find everything you need at jsotomedia.com. And don't forget to check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy Fans on Twitter. That's at True CHI Fans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and reach out to us on our email. We want to hear from you, your TV and movie recommendations, your stirring the pot ideas. Reach us at True Chicago Sports Fans at gmail.com. All right, y'all. For Big Z, this is E Rock. We'll see you next week for episode 40. Yeah, man, we made it. Woo! Woo! On until then, be good to each other. For the love of sports. Yeah. Acapurrias. <laughs> I'm a man. <laughs> Woo. A few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. That's all. Oh, I shouldn't have had those artichoke poppers.